Hello everyone. Before the main episode commences, I want to acknowledge the death of the African-American mezzo-soprano Gwendolyn Killebrew at the age of 80. She died on Christmas Eve in Düsseldorf. She spent 30 years in the ensemble of the Deutsche Oper am Rhein, but she was celebrated the world over for her performances of everything from early Baroque to contemporary repertoire. The 70s were really her heyday, and she made a number of really important recordings, including this one that I'm going to excerpt for you of Haydn's Orlando Palladino. In this recording, which was made in 1976 under the baton of Antal Dorati, she sings the role of Alcina. Rest in peace and power and with our gratitude for many decades of your superb artistry, Gwendolyn Killebrew. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host. Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each, but the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) 
I have another special episode for you today, people. I mentioned at the beginning of the previous episode that we were on vacation last week. Yes, we were in Napoli, and it was an eventful trip. Our luggage was lost for 72 hours, and my phone was stolen. So it was all very exciting, but it was also pretty amazing to have been on my first flight in nearly two years and to be away from Germany just for a few very special days. Now we are back safe and sound, and I am preparing the last episode of 2021. Just like we all felt a year ago, we all had wondrous visions of 2021 being a better year. Well, hasn't really happened that way so much, but... I'm still here, and you guys are still here. Many of you are also new listeners, and I welcome you all. Today's episode is going to consist of rare recordings of artists that I have previously featured on Counter Melody. And by the way, I keep a very good tag list on the website for Counter Melody, which you can find at countermelodypodcast.com. Then you go to the search engine, you type in the name of the singer you want to find out if they have been featured, and if they have been heard on an episode, you will find their names there. So, that's a good way of searching out the full episodes featuring all of the singers today. And while I'm plugging the website, let me also plug my Patreon page. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, please go to patreon.com countermelody, and you can make a contribution for any monthly amount or, alternatively, once a year. By so doing, you will gain access to all of the bonus material that I have posted. And I have some good things that are brewing for 2022. So if you want to take part in those things, like live streams and stuff like that, please consider becoming a supporter on Patreon. I should also note that I have thus far posted 32 bonus episodes that are available exclusively to my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much to the people who have supported me already on Patreon. And as I say, do consider becoming a supporter today, which allows me to continue with the podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. Okay, that's the end of the so-called Werbung. Moving right along, I'm going to start with one last Christmas song that is sung by the extraordinary African-American mezzo Muriel Smith, who I've already done two full episodes on. She's probably best known for creating the role of Carmen Jones on Broadway and also for providing the voice of Bloody Mary in the film version of South Pacific. Here she is in 1960 in one of her last recordings singing I Wonder As I Wander. I wonder as I wander Jesus, our Savior, did come for to die. For poor, honorary people like you and like I. I wonder as I wander out under the sky. When farmers and 
And a high from God's heaven the star's light did fall. And the promise of the angels it did recall. I wonder as I wander out under the sky how Jesus our Savior did come for to die for poor honorary people like you and like I. I wonder as I Another great African-American mezzo that I have featured before is Carol Bryce, and here she is singing Bach in a beautifully old-fashioned style. I did an episode also on, what did I call it, big-boned Baroque? No, full-figured Baroque, that's what it was called. I couldn't decide at the time what to call it, but I went with full-figured Baroque, as in figured bass, ha 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 ha. So anyway, here is Carol Bryce in a 1947 recording singing Et Exultavit from Bach's Magnificat, which also has a bit of a seasonal theme to it. Thank you. 
another episode that I did this past year, which was enormous fun for me and which I think a lot of my listeners also enjoyed, was on performances of Verdi auf Deutsch. As I was compiling my set list for that, I discovered that there were dozens and dozens of recordings of Rigoletto auf Deutsch. And I'm in the midst of preparing an episode on Rigoletto as sung in German. And here's a recording just to whet your appetite. This is of the Dutch Anton de Ridder, whom we heard in duet with Annalisa Rotenberger in Traviata on that Verdi auf Deutsch episode. Here he is singing O Viso Trügerisch, a.k.a. La Donna Immobile, in this 1973 recording with Robert Hanel conducting the Großes Rundfunkorchester Berlin. Oh, wie so trügerisch sind Weiberherzen, mögen sie klagen, mögen sie scherzen. Oft spielt ein Lächeln um ihre Züge, oft fließen Tränen, alles ist Lüge. Hat die auch Schwere zu unterpfanden, A singer whom I presented this past October on the occasion of her 83rd birthday is that magnificent singer Edda Moser. At the time, I didn't really have much Wagner to offer, but since that episode, I did get a recording of her live performance of Sieglinde in Act One of Die Walküre. This recording was made in 1994, and here she is singing Der Männer Sippe saß hier im Saal, Sieglinde's narrative that comes at the beginning of that ecstatic scene of love between the two twins. Oh my God, if you don't know this story, please don't ask me to tell you. This is family fair after all. <clears throat> Das Ungefrag 
Now, here is the baritone who may very well have the most gorgeous voice I have ever heard. I keep on saying that all the time vis-a-vis all these baritones that I present for you, but really, this guy is something else. This is the Ukrainian-American baritone Igor Gorin, who has such a fascinating life story. This was a recording that he made in 1941, shortly after he emigrated to the United States. It's Erich Korngold's Mein Sinen, Mein Venen, or Pierrot's Tanzlied, from his strange and wonderful opera Die Tote Stadt. Here it's sung in English, and mind you, when this recording was made in 1941... Pierrot's Tanzlied was not the lyric baritone standard that it has since become. Anyway, except for a little weakness in the very lower range, I don't think that you will ever hear this piece sung more beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> 
Here's another aria that receives an extraordinarily beautiful performance, somewhat unusually, perhaps, sung in Hungarian. This is by that great favorite of mine, Sylvia Shosh, whom I have also featured on a full episode that was in the first year of Counter Melody, I believe. This is a live performance from Budapest in 1978, and the Italian conductor Lamberto Gardelli conducts the orchestra and chorus. This is a portion of the Casta Diva. James King is another singer I was delighted to bring to you 
earlier this year. I felt that I was not paying enough attention to the tenors. And he just seemed like somebody who was worth celebrating. Since I did that episode, I came upon a record that he made of, well, it was called a Wunschkonzert. So, all of your favorites. This is from 1970, and it's a recording of Torna Surriento by Ernesto de Curtis. These sorts of things are very, very popular in German Schlager concerts. But here, somewhat unusually, it is sung in Italian. a mysterious figure that I presented in an episode this past summer, the African-American bass baritone Owen Williams, who emigrated to Austria in the 1950s and was a very popular Schlager singer and TV personality in German-speaking Europe through the 1970s. Since I did that episode, I got my hands on some more rare material by him, in the late 70s, he made, quite unusually for him, a recording of a reggae song called No Man Can Make a Man. And I promised my listeners that if I ever found a copy of it, that I would feature it on the podcast. So here is Owen Williams in 1977 singing this piece called No Man Can Make a Man. I have no idea who wrote it. 
But I do know that it is this exceptional singer who sang a lot of really, really tacky German and U.S. popular songs, but always very beautifully, as he does here, wearing a different kind of hat altogether. favorite episodes was the one that I did this past June as one of my Queer Pride episodes, and that was called Queer Blues, and it featured female blues singers of color over the course of many decades. And one singer that I took particular delight in, as I always have, is Alberta Hunter. She never lived outside of the closet, but she had a long-standing partner and a resurgence of popularity in the 1970s. This is a recording that she made in 1946. It's of her own composition, and it's called Take Your Big Hands Off, which I like to think is how she would have addressed any overly aggressive male coming on to her. I've got a certain something a lot of cats would like to get, but I ain't gonna let them have it. Cause it hasn't been used yet So Take your big hands off it Ooh, but wouldn't you like to have it There are plenty others Just like you Swear you're gonna 
forget it Well, you'll never live to tell it Cause I'm saving it for a man That's true Now I've made a vow to keep it And to that vow I'm holding on And not a living age gonna get it Till the right man comes along So take your big hands off it I'll call the law if you try to touch it It's too good for a guy like you Yes, take your big claws off it I think by letting you touch it It's too delicate for a cat like you in time to crave it I've made up my mind to save it for a man kind and true Now those flashing eyes of yours may shine and your pearly teeth may grit but not one feel of this precious thing of mine Brother, are you gonna get so take your big hands off it I'm calling love to try to touch it I'm talking about my big red rose It's too delicate for you I'm talking about this big red rose Ain't that a shame? One of the most poignant episodes I did this past year featured the exceptional African-American baritone Gilbert Price who was featured in a number of Broadway productions, including Timbuktu and that magnificent failure, Leonard Bernstein and Alan J. Lerner's 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's not so easy to find recorded examples of Gilbert Price's work, but after I published that episode, I found an additional example of his singing. This was from, looked like it was sort of a vanity project, or maybe like a demo for yet another version of the Beauty and the Beast story by a composer and a lyricist I don't even want to mention because it's not terribly distinguished work, but you get to hear Gilbert Price sing. He's in the role of the Beast, and Beauty is sung by none other than that Broadway diva, Christine Andreas. This recording is from 1977, and the song is called Let Me Love You. As I say, it's no great shakes, but it's wonderful to hear Gilbert Price alongside Christine Andreas. Let me love you, lovely lady, do not turn my love away. It won't last a moment longer than forever and a day. Let me love you, lovely lady, do not turn your head aside. Let me dream about the moment you agree to be my bride. Who knows the moment friendship blossomed into love? On my behalf it came the moment when you taught me how to laugh. Let me love you, lovely lady. Let me dream of you at least. Let me dream about the moment you will say. I love you, beast. 
Just last month, Josephine Baker was inducted into the Panthéon in Paris, and I used that occasion as an opportunity to do a full episode on her. She has always been one of my very favorite singers, and here's a song that she had written for her as a sort of calling card for the chateau in which she was raising a group of orphaned children from all around the world. The song is called Don Mon Village, and she recorded it on this occasion on one of her tours of Cuba, this one in 1966, where she's accompanied by Tony Tanyo and the Orquestra del Teatro Musical de la Habana. Et d'autres couleurs de sang, mais ils sont tous mes enfants, tous. Et mon cœur de maman les aime tous autant, tous autant, tous autant. Si mon village pourrait servir un jour témoignage, symbole, symbole d'amour. 
les gens d'ici, de là, si tout le peuple ici va, sans occuper le couleur, n'avec un cœur. Another singer that I have loved with all my heart ever since I first heard her exceptional artistry is the Norwegian soprano known as either Kaya Ede or, outside of her native Norway, more as Ede Norena. Both she and Josephine Baker were the toast of Le Tout Paris in their respective musical fields. A de Norena, after she had undergone a period of retraining her voice, re-emerged in her 40s from a relatively mediocre provincial career to becoming one of the big stars of l'Opéra de Paris, as well as other houses around the world. I'm offering you today a strange recording from 1933, which purports to be the work of Edvard Grieg, her countrymen. The song was evidently featured in one of those Orientalist films from the 1930s, this one called La Mille et Deuxième Nuit, The Thousand and Second Night. I don't know if she appears in the soundtrack or if this was a recording of a song that was featured in the movie. I can tell you a tiny bit about the plot of the movie. An Arabian prince falls in with a group of downtrodden rebels and takes up their cause, facing the wrath of an unsympathetic sultan, even as he wins over the sultan's comely wife. Anyway, this is an absolutely exquisite song. It's called Barcarolle Bleu. I'm not sure if Grieg actually wrote it or if it was more the work of the movie's music director, Jacques Belasco, who is credited in this movie as Jacques Dalin. What's the most important is Ede Norena singing like that snowbird of the north that she was even in this orientalist and imperialist fantasy.
Last week on Christmas Day, Bethany Beardsley, that wonderful avant-garde diva, celebrated her 96th birthday, and I featured her in an episode which celebrated the full component of her artistry across more than 30 years of recorded examples. Since I did that episode, I got my hands on a copy of a recording that she and pianist Robert Helps released in 1961 of music of Milton Babbitt and Mel Powell. And this is a very brief example from Mel Powell's haiku settings. Here's the text. In all this cool, is the moon also sleeping there in the pool? Oh, these spring days, a nameless little mountain wrapped in morning haze. Ah, me, I am the one who spends his little breakfast, morning glory gazing, a flitting firefly. Look there, I start to call, but there is no one by. A singer who died two years ago on Christmas Day is that extraordinary tenor Peter Schreier, best celebrated for his leader recordings, but as I have demonstrated numerous times on the podcast, possessor of a very wide range of repertoire, including folk song. I'm going to play you an example from a 1986 recording that he made with the guitarist Konrad Ragosnik of the traditional German folk song Es steht ein Lind im jenem Tal. It's one of my favorite folk melodies. Melodies. And this is the first of a few folksy kind of numbers that we're going to hear right now. Es steht ein Lind in jenem Tal, ach Gott, was tut sie da? Sie will ihre Helfen trauen, trauen, dass ich mein Lieb verloren hab, dass ich mein Lieb Verloren 
Vöglein auf dem Zaun, ach Gott, was tut es da? Es will mir helfen, klagen, klagen, dass ich mein Lieb verloren hab, dass ich mein Lieb verloren The next thing we're going to hear is a Welsh folk song, and I'm not even going to attempt to say it, because I'll probably just slaughter it. That's how you say it? Well, that's really Dafit Igarikwen, or something like that. The tradition surrounding this tune is that it was composed by David Owen, a Welsh harpist and composer. Dafit Igarikwen is David of the White Rock and the White Rock is the name of his farm. The story surrounding this song is that as he lay dying, he asked for his wife to bring him his harp one last time so that he could sing once more before his death. These words were added more than 100 years after the tune was written, and we're hearing it today in an arrangement by the Welsh composer Grace Williams, and it's sung here by that magnificent Welsh soprano Margaret Price, accompanied by her frequent partner James Lockhart. The recording's from 1971, and Margaret Price is in her absolute youthful prime.
Another very special program that I did a while back now featured Mahler's settings of songs from Des Knaben Wunderhorn, and I featured every single one of the settings that Mahler did of poems from this amazing collection of folk poetry. One singer that I did not feature, although she is one of my very favorites, is the American soprano Judith Raskin. She was such an exceptional artist. She had a way of communicating through words and music and the union of those two things that is really extraordinary and quite exceptional. Here is an excerpt from her New York recital debut in 1964 of that delectable little song, Wer hat dies Liedlein erdacht? It's just a bit of a nonsense poem, but it's sung here with such an exquisite feel for the music that I am pretty sure that you will be as delighted with it as I am. sustained so many losses in the singing community this last year, and one of the most significant was that of Christa Ludwig, who died this past April. It seems like it was yesterday. I featured her in a couple different episodes, one regular, one bonus, in examples from her extraordinarily wide repertoire. Since then, I came upon a recording that was made for a telecast in 1970 celebrating the 100th birthday of the operetta composer Franz Lehár. This is a song from his cycle Aus Eisener Zeit, published in 1915. The song is called Ich hab ein Hüklein 
in Polenland. I have a little hill in Poland. A woman is watching soldiers returning from the war, and she does not join in the celebration because of this little hill that she has in Poland. And what is there but the body of her fallen lover who was killed in the war and is now buried somewhere in Poland, though she knows not where. The next song is another one by Karl Weiger. I featured him last week in a performance by George Shirley. This week, I have a song sung by William Warfield, whom I also featured in an episode this past year. This is called Schmied Schmelz. Grief is a blacksmith. His hammer is hard, and his hearth is hot. He hammers the hearts and welds them with weighty and blasting blows into tight, hardy texture. He does his work well. No frost can crack, no rust corrode, no wind lay waste. What blacksmith grief has welded. David Garvey is the pianist in this 1973 recording. Und schweiß sie mit Schwer und harten 
gestört, kein Frost zerbrist, kein Rost zerreißt, was der Schmerz geschmiedet. A favorite tenor of mine that I have featured a number of times, including an episode in honor of his 70th birthday last year, is the Mexican tenor. Francisco Araiza. I recently got two recordings of his from the late 80s in which he sings art song. I featured them in a bonus episode, and here is an example that I didn't publish on that episode or on the birthday episode. This is of Gabriel Fauré's beautiful song, Après un rêve. It's a standard favorite. It receives a very broad and deeply felt performance here from Francisco. Francisco Araiza, accompanied by Jean Lemaire.
Another singer who was celebrated primarily for her operatic portrayals, but who was also, as we hear in this example, a wonderful recitalist, is the Romanian Iliana Cotrubash. I also featured birthday episodes for her on the occasion of her birthday. That was a while back now, but those are again retrievable via the Counter Melody website or by any of the platforms on which you listen to your podcasts. This is the fourth song of Benjamin Britten's early song cycle on this island set to texts by W.H. Auden. This poem is called Nocturne, and it's a reminder that Iliana Kotrubash also sang the role of Titania in Benjamin Britten's Midsummer Night's Dream, as well as a reminder of her plangent way of wringing the pathos out of a musical line and a melodic gesture in a way that is so deeply appealing. This is a live concert from Salzburg in August 1978, and Eric Verba is her pianist. Thank you. 
Barry McDaniel is another guy I featured on his own podcast, and we also heard him last week in A Song of Telemann. But as this episode starts to wind down, I thought that this recording of a lied by Karl Löwe would be appropriate. It's set to a poem of Johann Gabriel Seidel, and it's called Die Uhr. The recording itself is from 1965, and Barry McDaniel is accompanied by his mentor, the composer and pianist Hermann Reuter. The poem itself is sort of a German version of My Grandfather's Clock, and it's talking about the heart as a timepiece, as a clock, one that ticks or beats, and eventually, of course, reaches the end of its life cycle. So this is a wonderful contemplative text, especially as we meditate, as we so often do at the end of a calendar year, on the passing of time. Es geschlagen habe, genau seh ich von hier. Es ist ein großer Meister, der künstlich ihr Werk gefügt, wenn gleich ihr Einmal stille, dann wär 
I recently found a recording, again, a pretty rare one, by the baritone Thomas Carey. Now, I haven't actually featured him on a full episode, but he was married to Carol Bryce, who we heard at the beginning of this episode, and I featured him on two of my Black History Month episodes this past February. So I feel justified in including him here today, especially because he gives one of the most beautiful performances that I've ever heard of the spiritual Fix Me Jesus. He's accompanied here by the German organist Hans Schmidt in this 1970 recording.
Another towering African-American figure that I have featured on my podcast on the anniversary of his death is Paul Robeson, who was such an extraordinary figure, without whom it would be really difficult to even imagine many of the movements for justice and liberation that we have witnessed over the course of the past 60 years. Here's a recording. It's rather rare. It was issued in the 1970s, but it's from a live performance that took place at the AME Zion Church in Harlem on the 1st of June, 1958. For years, Paul Robeson could not travel. His passport had been revoked. He was blacklisted. He was virtually unable to perform and make a living. He was being treated as an enemy of the state, and yet he persevered. To me, there is no greater American than Paul Robeson, and I mean that. This performance took place right after his passport was restored, and he was once again able to travel to Europe, and he immediately went to the UK where he was embraced and cherished and honored, perhaps more so than he was in his own country. This is a performance accompanied by his frequent musical collaborator, Lawrence Brown, of No More Auction Block. This performance serves as a place marker of where we are right now in terms of racial justice, how much has been accomplished and how far the United States and the world still has to go. No more auction block for me. No more, no more. No more auction block for me. Many. Thank you again for joining me today. I'm so grateful for all of you. Next week begins a special series on Canadian singers that I just know you're going to love. 
I'm going to take us out with a beautiful, joyous song by Ruggiero Leoncavallo, who wrote both text and lyrics. This is Mattinata. It was written for Caruso to record in 1904. Here, in this live 1979 recording, we hear the extraordinary Magda Olivero, already well into her 60s at the time this recording was made, accompanied by the great American virtuoso pianist Garrick Olson. The sounds not very live and present, but the performance has so much verve and hopefulness that I think it's a wonderful way to see us out over that threshold into 2022. My dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Guntlach, and I'll see you next year.